Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. So welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Discus Larry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Warren. I'm here with Glenn. Today, we are going to run down what happened on NXT last night. Uh, overall, pretty good show. The go-home show now for um, that pay-per-view on Sunday, Vengeance Day. Yeah, wait. It's, sun, sun, Sunday's Valentine's Day. Yeah, all right. I couldn't remember there. It's like, shit, is it Saturday? Yeah, no, Sunday. Um, that card itself is stacked anyway. So... Um, we are kind of knew knew we were in for a good kind of go home show because there was still the last few dusty classic tag team matches. So yeah, uh, we'll just get right into it. We're going to keep this short and sweet because obviously we have a SmackDown review coming and then we have the actual pay per view itself to watch and review. So yeah, yeah so we won't spend too much time. Done. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, to open the yeah. show, we had the dusty classic men's semi final between MSK and Legado del Fantasma. Uh, Wild yeah. and Mendoza, and then so yeah, pretty kind of fast paced kind of match. You expect it with yeah. them kind of guys. Uh, thought it was very good again. Oh, yeah, NXT showing that the the right time, the right pace, the right booking it gives your uh, it gives your international superstars time to shine. Yeah, good match, well rounded, enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and uh, MSK now obviously they came in, they were in impact for a, a few years. And it was three of them called the Rascals. So it was them two, which is we'll we'll give them their, their NXT names, I suppose. Nash Carter and Wesley, and then there was yeah. Trey Miguel as well, who was in them. He's still on Impact. He's stead stead back there now to try to get into the singles kind of thing. But uh, these two lads are just great as a tag team, and they they remind me almost of the way when the Hardys kind of burst onto the scene where they had like innovative offense. Now obviously these aren't yeah. like pure high flyers, but they're quick and they have that like that move that. Nash Carter does what he does basically like the shooting star press and Wesley pushes him then towards the the opponent so I think it's it's deadly like um what was it MSK and uh, Legado del Fantasma looked great anyway they they're both two really good teams like uh, the Fantasma lads they didn't look out of depth against the legit tag team um, yeah. they in fairness they look like a legit tag team as well so yeah, really which good. is 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 good because like I said to you earlier we're coming into this classic trope with the other shows as less Smackdown it's more, it's more Raw yeah. where filler matches are clearly filler matches whereas you could put that and maybe, maybe I could be wrong in saying this but you could have put that match reasonably anywhere in the card and it would fit in oh absolutely yeah yeah and that's the thing like to open the show great opener MSK absolutely. ended up winning um, M- MSK ended up going winning and going through to the final um, it was like a good the tag team kind of elevated blockbuster they did as they finish yeah. and yeah bet the legato lads clean onto the finals now against do, 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 do. oh yeah against uh, uh Grizzle Young Veterans, Veterans Britons, yeah. yeah yeah we'll get I, them, could, yeah, I couldn't but... come up with the acronym for them I was like do you uh, <laughs> yeah for some reason I kept thinking Champa and Tatcho and I was like they didn't win <laughs> no they definitely didn't win <laughs> no but uh, yeah great start to show um, yeah 
then afterward, then we had a little back backstage segment with Scarlett Bordeaux, and she was in Regal's office. Yeah. Uh, I only said Weagle. <laughs> Weagle. <laughs> but, um, uh, William yeah. Weagle. William Weagle. But um, asking for uh, Jonathan Wass, asking for um, Karrion Cross against Santos Escobar next week on NXT. I actually thought, I completely forgot about the whole Dusty Classics, obviously yeah. uh, being on the, on the pay-per-view on Sunday. So I got kind of thrown for a loop there because I thought they were going to do Escobar against, what's his name, Karrion Cross on the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't to be. Um, but uh, that's next week anyway. Uh, moving on, we had Shia uh, Lee, I think that's how you pronounce her name, against Cora Jade. Yeah. 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 Um, Cora Jade, obviously, new signee. Um, this was just a squash match, really. It's a shame, obviously, that was Cora Jade because she only did get signed. But then again, that is NXT's kind of go-to, isn't it? They always have some Yeah, news. like, look, I mean, when it comes to new prospects, unless you're a Nakamura, you're not going to get this big go-home welcome match. Like, no. There are standouts, and not I'm not saying anything about Gorj. Obviously, you know, women successful women's wrestlers who come into the company typically can get a good push, and uh, like Tony Storm and that, where they've built up a decent following by themselves as independent people, um, and nothing against Gorj. But you know, it's fucking she was the the card <laughs> selected from the deck on the night, and yeah. I mean, yeah. It was what it was. There was no, I don't think there's much to say about it. Squash yeah. matches are standard. Like, try to elevate yeah. one over the other, you know? That's all it Shit was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she will. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's good to see uh, Lee now pick up a few wins because I love this gimmick that they're doing with this, like, all-powerful kind of... I don't even know what you'd call it. Almost like a demon or a, a yokai or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Kind of power, which is, like, uh, what's her name? Tiansha. I think it's Tiansha. I think that's the way it's pronounced. Um, yeah. And she sits in the little throne and stuff like that. And then after the match, well, near the end of the match, you had Kate, uh, Casey Catanzaro and it was a Caden Carter come down and they were kind yeah. of interrupting. Like, and then they got into the face of that kind of goddess woman, um, Tian Sha. And yeah. that didn't bode well then because Zia Lee came up, bet the bollocks out about them. And then Boa, which is the lad that's with her, he yeah. was choked out then really scarily by... Um, Tian Sha so I like it it's yeah. it's almost like a film to be honest with you and I'm dying to know who this is to be honest and I haven't really looked into spoilery shit like or who no, could be no keep away keep away from spoilers exactly yeah now. like I, I do think when it comes down to what they're gonna do with this it's adding intrigue we were, we were talking about um, the depth of character I think on the previous week where we had three good shows in the middle of the week in the NXT for me anyway it was the standout one yeah. and I do think the more you add intrigue and you and you shift focus onto development and character storylines and that is just it's it makes you want to watch like you even said it just now you are, you actually want to watch none of these are you know major competitors they're not in the title picture they're not there's no stipulation matches you know hell in a cell or there's nothing like that it's just pure intrigue pure generating focus on character and, and attention to detail very very good execution keeps me interested makes me want to watch it next week yeah yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it to be honest I don't know when they're yeah. going to obviously reveal it or if they're going to have Tian Sha as an in-ring competitor but we'll see anyway there's no point in obviously mm-hmm. rushing it keep it going as it is because uh, yeah. it's going to have a good payoff hopefully um, slow build yeah yeah so next off then we had the Ura Dusty Classic tag team match for the women's so it was Shotzi yeah. Blackheart and Ember Moon against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell the way Uh yeah, yeah. Not, a, not a good match. Uh, Great match. Yeah. Always really good, good to see Emma Moon on TV. Excellent, excellent Sean from Hoare. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't argue with the result. Yeah, <laughs> in fairness, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was hoping, obviously, Shotzi and Emma would go through. 
And I think obviously they're, they're a lot better working as a tag team anyway than um, Candice and Indy Hartwell. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, just a savage match. Um, a lot of back and forth. It felt like nobody could actually win it. Nobody had enough in them to put the other person away kind of thing, um, yeah. which is good. Yeah. That's what you kind of want to see in a tag team match that gets that good few minutes. Uh, what else did we have? We had Candice LeRae did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, I feel in terms of, I, I suppose you could call it like being the ring general in that match. She did a lot of like, right, make sure you're here. This yeah. spot is now, and it was it was like clockwork. It really was because she's great. Like she, she's amazing. She's, um, she, like I mean, look at all of the matches that she had prior to NXT. Like exactly, all of the yeah. she like went against male competitors and all. Exactly, she's definitely yeah. as far as like revolutionising that particular division across the industry. I definitely think she's a standout um, star in terms of wrestlers because she, she's like, she breaks barriers, but they don't have to be WWE branded barriers. So, like that's that's what's excellent about her. Like so. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of respect to her for that because it's just, you know, it's just great, you know? Yeah, and that's, so yeah. Um, yeah, overall, just deadly tag team match. So yeah, deadly tag team match. Uh, what was it? Ember Moon hit the eclipse on Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae ended up going to the outside. Then there was like a set, uh, swanton, uh, uh, senton kind of spot to the outside as well. Then yeah. it ended up being Shotzi Blackheart then getting the finish or getting the win by doing the top rope sent on then onto Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Um, Indy kind of jumped on top for her to kind of protect, protect our mentor. It was pretty cool. And then, yeah, um, Shotzi and Ember Moon through to the finals. So they'll fight uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who I think, yeah. that, I think they'll win it now, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Yeah, there's, look, there's, I think they're the, they're the choice to make, to be fair. Yeah. Um, to be fair to the other pair, they're already fairly well established anyway. And if I had to, like you said, keep the momentum going for Gonzalez, the whole um, Enzo Cass esque type of one is the 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 smaller, weaker, you know, shit heel tactics. Yeah, they're building Raquel very well. Yeah, and to be honest, if she's not champion by the end of the year, I'll be very fucking surprised. So, yeah, yeah, true. You know, being built quite well, and I think she's going to be a. Uh, yeah, her mainstay for hopefully a long time. She's developing very rapidly. Oh yeah, for, definitely for... want to watch Lake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, mm. Very then, um, What was I going to say? Then um, Raquel and the Kotaku came out. They had a bit of a face to face then, which is pretty cool to set up. Mm. And then Regal came out and dropped a little bombshell saying, "Not only do you win the Dusty Classic, you'll also get a main event tag team title shot for the women's tag titles, which is deadly." Because that's what yeah, the main roster exactly is. Exactly what we needed. We yeah. fucking couldn't have said a better man. Yeah, it was just deadly to see that, and um, yeah, it just makes sense because there is a lack of tag teams on the main roster mm. right now for women's uh, the women's wrestling side. So yeah, it makes sense to bring up one or two of these teams. Why not? Because they've all proven themselves quite well over the past few weeks. The Dusty Classic has proven that even throwing together NXT talent would flesh out the women's tag team division so much better. And I do think that while having the multi-belt system across NXT SmackDown and, and Raw makes absolute perfect sense for the larger volume of male competitors and for the women for the singles titles, I can agree with to an extent. Having tag team belts that aren't defended on NXT when there's viable tag team competitors and it gets eyes on women's wrestling across the divisions as opposed to just on Raw or just on SmackDown for that given night. It would it would change the landscape to to a, to a formidable degree because I want to see women's tag teams. Mm. I don't want to see the iconics get broken up and then the pair of them get thrown into separate tag teams with Naomi and Natalia or fucking Lana yeah. and whoever else. Like and 
the women's showing on NXT this week is a clear, crystal clear example of the major difference between the development push that's being given to women as a whole by comparison to what we got on Raw with fucking Charlotte versus Ting and then that Trump together singles between the tag teams, which was just like half of those stars came from NXT. Half of them were the ones to watch. And it's such a time waste. Like there's a three hour show by compared to NXT. And I don't mean to harp on about this, but like how is it that we can get better quality from a less time intensive show across multiple women's matches and multiple women's showings? Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous. What? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that whole episode of Raw when they had the two women's matches. Well, technically three women's matches actually because the impromptu woman, Naomi. Uh, like when you look at how far women's wrestling has come, as we said last time, and then you you look at what they produced on Raw, it's, it is a slap in the face, especially even for the, the likes of the girls on NXT who are like working their arse off in these tag team matches or in these singles matches, trying to get yeah. that exposure and get that call up. And then you look at what's happening on the, when you get called up. It's not... Doesn't look yeah. good. Do you know what I mean? Look at Ember Moon. She's she's back on NXT, and honestly, think that's the place to be. If you get the tag belts over to NXT, I never want to see them on Raw or SmackDown again. No, don't like, fair enough. Yeah. That's where your Becky Lynch's and your Charlotte's and all that end up. And NXT does make the superstar that becomes who they are. Yeah, but you definitely see that the motivation just has a stopping point on on the bigger shows for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's it's so disappointing to see because like the likes of Shotzi Blackheart and Candice Array, please don't ever go to Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's a shallow pool. It is, you yeah. Know, no man's land. Fucking, yeah, stay where you are. Yeah. Um, we also had a. I can't remember if actually if it was after this match or it could have been before this match. We had that um, that little segment with Johnny Gargano coming out and saying that he's out takeover with the fake broken yeah. arm. And uh, yeah. the funniest thing about it was the fact he was in a wheelchair. With a broken arm, it's just gas. Um, but yeah. this is Gargano's, I think, best run to to play out the you know the shit character. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Like not shit as in bad as in shit as in just the shit he's coming out with. Like yeah, yeah, it's so funny. That's dead. I hope they become a tag team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've been really good. They had that kind of chemistry that like bouncing off one another. But um, yeah, yeah no, it was deadly. Uh, Gargano came out fake X-ray. Um, sent as arm is broken two places or something like that no, no such thing uh, so that match against Kushida is still on for NXT yep. uh, takeover over. It was, it's actually funny I seen like a post about it uh, yesterday during the day Austin Theory tweeted saying like oh he's out of, he's out of action I'm going to be fighting Kushida now tonight on NXT and then I seen like a load of places reporting it and I was like oh Jesus maybe he's actually injured like um, but no it was it was a workout it was, it was done really well to be honest with you um, yep. Kushida came out as well and the bit of back and forth between little, them, little tug of war, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. And then that led on to then Kashida fighting Austin Theory then later on the night. Yeah. So that'd be the next match that we'll talk about Kashida against Austin Theory. Um, pretty good yeah. again. They they kind of big up Austin Theory as like a like a powerhouse, even though he's fairly yeah. small, which is good because that's he, he has that physique. He is he is a strong fella. Like do you know what I mean, not everyone no, has like, to be like, like a big Cesaro, or, They don't like need to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't have to be fucking good. Yeah, you don't have to be like pure swollen, like you know what I mean. Like, I mean, look um, at me; I can lift things very, very high over <laughs> <laughs> for a short space of time. <laughs> no, but, um, for, for, for a short fucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like the way Austin Theory's kind of like as a character. He doesn't really do much for me right now. Um, I like the way he's involved with Gargano and stuff like that, almost like a yeah. family. So I, I like that. But um, I just mean like as a character on his own, he doesn't really stand out 
as a character. But uh, he's great. Yeah, he's ring. doing the Shahil thing. He's got good ring performance. Um, I think I think they need to give him more substance. Like if he yeah. was in a humorous tag team, the way they've been kind of doing it a little bit, with Johnny Gargano, I can like I can see that. But so far, it, there's a level of genericness to him that I'm kind of yeah. like, okay. Like what's next? Wait, like if he stepped into a role like Sami Zayn's, where he's playing the like the shit heel doing shit heel things, I'd probably yawn at him. And yeah. if he were to become a hyper babyface, I'd probably yawn at him. Yeah. Um, you know, give him something with substance. Give him something interesting. Like the the role that Gargano and Kashida are pulling off right now, that's really good. I don't want to see him just simply step into one like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't want them to do the usual slow build as a a slow heel turn to babyface or vice versa. I want something different from him. Yeah. Um. Because, like I said, he's fairly generic as is, and I'd like to see something just wild and wacky, just yeah. something funny. Yeah, he actually reminds me a lot of Ricky Starks on uh, AEW as well. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's the look. It's the fact that they don't really have a, a definitive personality apart from I'm great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the like, that's the gimmick they give off. It's like the way MJF does it on AEW. Yeah. He does it very, very well <laughs> to the point where you can't. Well, that's because that. it's it's his whole personality. Like that's exactly, it's yeah. like. Yeah, I believe him. But like, if Austin Terry came out and said the sky is blue, I'd probably question it, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't have that pull. I don't, yeah, I don't really trust it. <laughs> yeah. But um, pretty good match, though. Um, they, As I oh, said, yeah. they were building up uh, Austin Terry as the powerhouse, and he just couldn't even catch Kushida. Kushida was doing the whole quick, wily veteran reversing. Yeah. I felt like he reversed everything in the first like, minute or two. Felt like it, there was a fucking... The Uno deck was stacked against Austin Terry in that match. Yeah. But I do also feel like they gave enough away to make you interested in matches that feature Kushida, but I don't think they gave away all their eggs in the one basket type of thing, no. which is good. Because yeah. if you remember, they kind of had to do that with Nakamura against Zayn, and then when they eventually built Nakamura and Rude, and they were doing all of those series of matches, you slowly but surely got more and more out of them. And I think they're doing that better with Kushida. There's so much we still haven't seen, yeah. and that's what makes you, if you've seen any of his other matches, you're like, yeah, I I better wait. I better wait for the yeah. for the payoff, you know, because it's gonna be good. Yeah, and, it really um, is. The match, the match where Gargano is gonna be, it has to be like. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. What I like about the Hokushida thing is, as you said, they're not giving away too much with him. So as of right now, we're seeing him WWE Kushida, I suppose it's fairly tame. Yes, where where, where they're starting to kind of. Um, dip the toe a bit into like oh he, ha- he has a few submissions under his belt so yeah. eventually that's all going to come out do you know what I mean and then if you look yeah. at like him against Kyle O'Reilly for example I think it was the best of the Super Juniors 2016 17 something like that it was a fair few years ago wasn't it yeah they literally yeah. had you honest to god I'd much rather call that a jiu-jitsu match than a wrestling match all it was was counters someone having a dominant position it was amazing to watch though because that's how good Kushida it actually is and then, yeah. but he still has that kind of, I suppose you'd say, a Western style as well. Like he can play into that WWE style, like yeah. the way I suppose Tajiri did years ago. Which, I mean, fantastic yeah. kicks, fantastic as, as like a hardcore wrestler in ECW. But then he could play into that kind. Of, he had a comedy character for a while. He also had a serious cruiserweight run with the two yeah. lads, Keo and Takoda. So I think, yeah, Kashida is the total package. He was basically being groomed to be the next ace of uh, New Japan a few years back. You yeah. had Tanahashi was the top guy. Okada was going to be the next one. And then the next one under him was probably was going to be Kushida. Kushida, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously it never happened because obviously Kenny Omega had a storm and run in New Japan. And then it kind of shifted the balance a bit, which is grand. It worked out for everyone anyway. But yeah, um, yeah I'm really looking forward to what Kushida can do. But um, we well, see of- Kushida's, Kushida's mainstay long-term tenure with, and like with New Japan, I'd say helps him as much as it did Shinsuke. Because... Yeah. 
when it comes down to respecting and 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 you know the WWE and their casual fan attitude, right now they don't have they don't even have like the only fans who could attend would be hardcore fans. They won't they won't be able to cater to anyone else in terms yeah. of like putting uh you know arses and seats, selling fucking merch and all that. So like playing around with his character now is the best thing that they can do because when they want to pull the trigger on them, there'll be enough exposure from like obviously his tenure, but there'll be enough exposure then to have built up such a I wouldn't even say a following, but was, you know, enough care, you know, like, they, like think about what they did with McIntyre and imagine, you know, the way they've done it on NXT with all the other uh, former legacy NXT stars. Like I can see this happening with Kushida and I can see it doing, being done very, very well. Yeah. Like, you know, Kushida will be a guy that will, will quote unquote need the belt for the American audiences. And maybe even some of the other international audience outside of Japan and the hardcore outside the hardcore audiences. But all of the other guys that he's going to go against right now with how stacked the cards are, they aren't guys who are going to need a belt, but yeah. it'll only elevate Kushida in the eyes of the audience. We both know how good he is, but this is what I'm looking forward to because when you give a guy a spot to shine, he'll fucking gleam, you know? Oh right? yeah, absolutely. And it's good for the likes of fans of him. As you said, like we know what he's about, but it's good to see. It's almost like we're relearning what he's about now as well. Yes. In the, in the new yes. way. So it's pretty cool to see, and and, uh, and that plays that plays into a lot of feelings that you typically get when you're watching like your 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 Hulk Hogan's that. Yeah, it gives you a nostalgia buzz, but it gets you gets you re relearning what things are actually going on, what 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 stuff is about. Like, and to be fair, we have been fairly exposed to most of the people who are on the screens in NXT with a couple of young startups, so to speak. Like, where we're waiting, we're going to wait another six months to a year to pull the trigger on. So this is this is prime time. Let let those guys move over into other spots, mid card spots, rejig some tag teams and such. Kashida can just go on a tear. Yeah, literally. So um, it is. It's going to be. It's going to be exciting to see. Um, that match ended up finishing with Gargano getting involved, kicked Kashida, so he, he won by DQ. Um, and then a bit of a brawl then afterwards, um, which is I, I like that kind of brawl. And just before the pay per view, I, I enjoy yeah. it. I'll touch on something about AEW in a minute, but um, yeah, big brawl. And then Dexter Loomis came out from underneath the ring, I think he did. Um, yeah. And he was like staring down Johnny Gargano and then he ended up putting um, Austin Theory to sleep. And yeah, what's his name? Kushida got the hoverboard lock in, as he calls it, the Kimura in on uh, Gargano. So kind of, yeah, yeah looking, looking, up, like, looking forward to that pay-per-view match then, that kind of thing. But um, that's the way I like the go-home show before a pay-per-view to be or before a big match to be. Like, uh, yeah. they're not directly... Uh, involved with each other and when they are yeah. it's oh, a bit of a brawl and then pulled apart I like that whereas on AEW it's last right. night which is something that wrecked <laughs> it, even though it was an amazing main event on AEW last night we won't go too much into it because obviously it's an NXT review yeah, they had yeah, yeah. Kenta and Moxley obviously against each other in a tag team and they ended up having a tornado tag falls out anywhere no DQ kind of thing so you knew they were going to get a lot of digs in at each other which kind of takes away from that match now yeah, yeah, and it, that reminds, and it's very reminiscent of, of kind of booking of all. Like, if you think about all of the major go home shows, go home shows from say 2011, yeah, to I want to say 2014. Like, I think the last big one that we would have got would have been the 2014, like the Royal Rumble and the Mania and then post Mania and that, um, where you got clashes literally that mirrored like the fucking the Monday. The Sunday and then the following Monday had the same match three yeah. times in a row almost, yeah. you know, with, with, with stipulation change. NXT, and I will compliment it as much as I can, very much takes me back to 98 to 2003 where you would get 
sometimes a, maybe a tag match or, or two between multi-competitors. But usually it was like, okay, we've got Triple H and Kurt Angle fighting off against each other. The Rock comes down and he is battering Angle while Taker comes down and batters Triple H. Yeah. And then later on, there's another run in. from, And you're kind of like, okay, that makes sense because those lads are actually feuding. And then it's kind of, it's one thing after the other. And we've touched on it with previous reviews, but it, again, it levels the intrigue and brings it up at different heights because for you, the viewer, you haven't seen the match, but you're getting tastes of That's what it. the match will contain. When you see the tag match that has, you know, fucking uh, Cena and fucking Sheamus versus Orton and fucking someone else, and you're like, okay, hot tag, two guys on the main event are going to brawl, the two guys on the undercard are going to brawl. Ah oh, well, I guess I, I've seen the match now. Like, yeah. I wonder what screwy finish we're gonna get. You exactly. know, like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to go and kind of go all out now on the on that pay per view match now to kind of, what would you say, shock you almost because you're yeah. ever seeing them dig the hell off each other. What, what if you've seen seventy percent, like the other thirty probably isn't that great. Yeah. Usually, Whereas when you're yeah. only seeing ten, you know the other ninety is gonna be fantastic. You know? Yeah, and even if it's just a basic match with just chin lock after chin lock, you still be interested yeah. because you haven't seen it yet. All you've yeah. seen them is throwing a few digs. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I like the way that match ended. DQ, nobody, like it, it didn't make, like obviously Gargano looks like the weak heel and this, that, and the other, but I'm actually sweating for that match now. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like that, that card is stacked for Vengeance Day. So we'll go through that in a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah solid match though overall, yeah. Uh, Theory against Kushida. Um, moving on then, what was it? We had the next big thing. Anyway, oh, but actually, we had a little segment backstage where, um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher were just talking about grizzled young veterans, the irony of their name, and the fact that they've done nothing basically uh, in professional wrestling, bar winning the and it was it NXT UK tag titles stuff like that. And they just said they're just going to put in a clinic basically and just make a show of them and cruise through to the Dusty Classic Finals. Good little promo there by mainly Tommaso Ciampa. He just kind of took the reins and yeah. um, he, he said, uh, "What did he give the nickname? Uh, Tootless Timmy, an old man Champa." Which is pretty funny. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. He needs, to, see. To, he needs to shave his head. <laughs> oh, it looks a bit mad, yeah. But um, oh, awful. After that, <laughs> then we had uh, Cameron Grimes return to NXT with uh, like yeah. a big long promo. I, I get the idea of the promo. It was the whole like playing off the stock market thing that's happening right now. It feels a bit late. <laughs> it feels yeah, like he just caught it a bit too late because the game's up. He, he's at the decline of it not the rise of it like if they had done this a week and a half ago great cool yeah like John Morrison touched on it I think it was on the Royal Rumble pre-show last week or the week before he was was on his phone and all yeah he was like oh on his phone and then they were like he like celebrated while Miz was getting interviewed and he was like what's up and he was like oh I I bought stocks at GameStop and I was like going to the moon baby and all that was cool but that was when that was trending and that was a big thing so now this this just comes off as WWE trying to look current and it didn't really work well. And really failing badly yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, I, I, classic. Yeah. Like, I like Cameron Grimes as like a, a wrestler, but again, he's one of them guys, doesn't really have a personality kind of, yeah. that kind of catches you. Like, he does have personality or whatever, but he doesn't have one that kind of, yeah, drags you into anything. No, like, none screams at you, watch me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really doesn't. So we won't really go too much into that, but yeah, he was pretending to be a GameStop yeah. guy, won a load of money, and he said he's going to stream games and stuff like that, whatever. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, the stocks drop back down to like 40 today so yeah so good luck with your pal so they'll probably yeah, do that next off. week now watch they'll do that next week or on the pay-per-view he would be like oh, i've lost all my money something like that probably that'll make it a bit funnier 
But as of a part maybe one, if they keep it going and yeah. not just do the whole Titus O'Neill falls and then you don't hear of it until you want to laugh again. It's like yeah. uh, give him the gimmick, give him the shit investor gimmick and just have him go around doing bad financial advice or something. Exactly, yeah. Fuck IRS two point like, Yeah. But um what was I gonna say? We also had it in our backstage segment where um I actually completely forgot about it a few minutes ago. We had a part where Santos Escobar was getting interviewed and the two boys, the Legado boys came in and they were saying, oh, sorry, we lost a tag team match. Sorry, we're not in the dusty yeah. final. He's like, don't worry, boys. And he goes, find Karrion Cross, make sure he doesn't make it to next week. Proper heel kind of thing, deadly, because you never really see that. Um, like someone being like, make sure you take them out. That's pure almost NWO yeah. behavior. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so then... Reminds me of SmackDown then. 2 uh, on PlayStation 1 when you choose the choose the heel option, but never get the punishment for it. Like. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But... Yeah. Um, so what was it? They uh, they went off looking for Karrion Cross. Then I think it was after the whole uh, GameStop promo by um, Cameron Grimes. I think it showed you backstage, and it was the Legado boys completely laid out. And then Karrion Cross just comes onto the camera, and he's just like, "If you want to, want to do something right, if you if you want to do get something done right, do it yourself." So yeah. next week, I'm gonna leave you like the way I left them. Another kind of cool little segment with Karrion Cross. I mean, it's elevating both guys. This it is really a good is. Field. Yeah, this is like, and it's out of nowhere. Like that mm. was just a, a ring running. Like that's great chemistry. Loving what they're doing. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait to see the payoff. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you have obviously carrying Cross is the face in this, and yeah. uh, Escobar is the heel. But also, it's cool because Escobar isn't being like, "Oh, I'm scared of him." He yeah. doesn't give a shit. He's like, "Why should I fear this guy?" Like I think you know, they're both heelish. Oh, they in are their, absolutely the heelish you know, like in, in that way, is essentially, yeah. But um yeah. I like the way one isn't the chicken shit heel because you yeah. haven't you have enough that going on. Obviously, Gargano's doing the chicken shit heel thing. Yeah. So that's grand. You don't want everyone doing it. Do you know what I mean? So no, but like he's playing the cool kind of like Lesnar-ish heel. Like it's yeah. it's it's almost like ah, I don't have to fight you now. All right. Yeah. See you, see you later, bud. Ah, but I might run in and attack you from wide. Exactly, he's composed in a way. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, I'm comfortable with my ability, so I'm looking forward to that match. It's a, it's a bit annoying that's not in the pay per view, but whatever. I don't mind. We're still gonna get basically about 20, 25 minutes on NXT yeah, next yeah, week. Great so. match out of those two guys and go. Like, so yeah, no problem. Really. Yeah. yeah, so that was a good little segment anyway. And then, yeah, we'll roll on to the main event then. Yeah, the last dusty classic tag team match: uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa against uh, Chris Young Veterans, the UK team. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So. Yeah, it was like, excellent. Yeah, really good match again. Solid, excellent yeah. wrestling. What's mad about it is, like, obviously, Champa and Tatra are great as singles wrestlers. Yes, and since yeah. they got thrown together in this tag team, like, you knew it was gonna they're gonna have good kind of uh, in ring work. Whether or not they had the tag team chemistry is a different thing. Um, but my god, yeah, like obviously, Champa was in DIY with Gargano, so he has that kind of tag team background with him. But yeah. Jesus Christ, they, they literally look like a pure established team, like, um. And Which is surprising because is, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't put those two together. Do you get me? Like if you if you put them if you put everyone on a line on a wall up, they wouldn't be the first two you'd pick as a, uh, to make your team. Like you know, no. yeah. And um, what was good about it is uh, Tatra and Champa, even though obviously they're good guys, they're still like aggressive kind of almost anti-hero characters. Yeah. So that Tweener. was good. Cause, yeah, because they like better bollocks out of Zach Gibson. And anytime they got in the ring, actually, whether it was Gibson or James Drake, they bet the bollocks out of them, to be honest. And they mm-hmm. tried to, like, almost make a show of them. Like, look, oh, yeah, you're grizzly young veterans. You, you've done nothing. And laying into them. And what was good as well is when, say, for example, when Gibson got the hot tag to James Drake or vice versa, they did the stereotypical heel thing, cut the ring in half. 
So yeah. it was that cool dynamic that Thatcher we were only chatting about that for the Royal Rumble thing. Like we were, yeah. And what was yeah. cool is like Champa and Thatcher felt like they didn't have to cut the ring in half when they were in. They were just like, oh, we yeah. can just dominate them wherever we want. It doesn't they're only kids at the end of the day. Whereas yeah. these ads, obviously, they are experienced. Like I mean, like, sure, we've seen them in OTT. Like I mean, Zach Gibson was an OTT regular for a bit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just a deadly match. Um, what else was it? Uh, Champa got taken out at one stage. He got tripped and landed on his neck. And then Thatcher just got yeah. double teamed, Mold. essentially. Yeah, pure handicap. And it was that kind of, right, almost Dudley-ish kind of tag team yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Like, oh, you'd be beating him down and then you'd pick it, say a body part, like an arm, a leg, whatever, tag in. And you just keep attacking. Exactly. Attacking, yeah, attack, it. attack, tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great to see. Clinic, like a clinic of a tag team match. Um, and I do think that the promo that kind of preempted the, the match and then the finish it made you kind of go, oh, these are guys to watch. Like, it made exactly, you go, yeah. oh, hold on, right? Yeah, tip because of the like, cap almost. Yeah. yeah. Just like, Champa and Thatcher, like, they can go on and do whatever they want. Yeah. Win a tag team belts. Like, they can literally still go and do that, like, um, whereas the win really elevated them, but it also made everyone kind of, you know, pick up again. Like, and yeah. the fact is, the Dusty Classic is, it's literally just a just a tournament. Like, it's not, it's not a mainstay storyline building type of thing. Yeah, it's not. Like, no. you can always revisit this match with different stipulations down the line, and it will still be as good, if not better, than it was, which is saying something. Yeah, like, it I hope good. they, like, um, earmark, earmark this uh, this match and just say yeah. to them, say to themselves, like, whether it's Triple H, whether it's Albert backstage, whatever, whoever is, is running yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. I hope they're sitting there and they're like, Jesus, this was as close to a perfect match as you can get on like a weekly episode of NXT. They only had about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And if anything, as you said, they can revisit this. So say, for example, if the likes of, like I personally hope Grizzly Young Veterans win the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Obviously, it'd be great for MSK because they came in and there'd be nothing, be- nothing bigger for them to come in and win it. But at the same time, though, you know they're great. So yeah. the Grizzly Young Veterans, if you watch NXT UK, I suppose you see a lot of them. Every now and then, but you regardless. Could, you can, but the fact that, that we we had these lads hold the tag team belt, and then you, you could literally have the it doesn't like for me it almost it doesn't matter who wins. Personally, yeah. I would like to see because the young veterans win and then go on to take, get the tag team belts yeah. while you have MSK chase it and become yeah, like cool. the fucking the new the new entrant hungry lads, and then eventually they can build it much in the way that we got DIY versus uh, the revival yeah. some years ago, where they're chasing it, they're chasing it, they're chasing it, and the payoff is so good. Yeah, like true. You, like those matches never got stale, you know no, what I mean? And I can see, I can see, again, like... I can see this this final being a precursor to what will be something along those lines, something very special. So yeah. that's I'm looking forward to it. And that's what I'm hoping from Champa and Thatcher against the Grizzly Young Veterans. I'm hoping maybe if they whoever wins, whether it's Grizzly Young Veterans or MSK, I'm hoping Thatcher and Champa turn around to the Grizzly Young Veterans. Are like trying to run that back again? Yeah, do you know what I mean? And then you might have, as you said, the likes of a DIY versus. Um, revival kind of revival. thing obviously you yeah. have that with MSK and whoever but also you still have this here's a hard hitting tag team match yeah just bang them four lads in the ring again like all it would take is for um, you know say the lads the Grizzled Young Veterans to see Chabba like backstage and yeah. then for them to go you know kind of chuckling to themselves and then ta- for um, for for Champa to go oh do you think you could do it a second time yeah and then be like oh yeah, and then all just, of a sudden you just that's it that's all you need to do to sell it yeah something so small you, yeah you, you did it once you wouldn't be able to do it again though yeah imagine yeah or look look at this outfit couldn't get the job done against yeah. us and then, he, yeah. and then he's just gonna be like right hold on and then he's going Thatcher come here yeah <laughs> Let, let's kick the shit out of these lads but um, yeah. yeah deadly 
deadly match. Um, as we were saying, yeah, Grizzly Young veterans end up picking up the win with the ticket to mayhem finisher. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're fighting MSK now in the Dusty Classic Tag Team Final. So overall, like, it, 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 was a, it was a great episode of NXT. Um, it yeah. didn't have, as you said, that kind of star power of the last week. Yeah. Like obviously you had the whole Pete Dunne, Edge and Balor kind of moment and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. again, it was still like a great match, a great episode in ring and kind of setting up the pay-per-view as well. So yeah, overall really liked it. And uh, I'll just rattle off the card now for uh, the pay-per-view actually. So yeah. we have, let's see, we have Kushida against Johnny Gargano for the North American yeah. Championship. We have the Women's Dusty Classic Tag Team Final. That's uh, Dakota Koi and Raquel Gonzalez against Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Then we have the men's Dusty Classic final, MSK against Grizzly Young Veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, the triple threat women's match, actually. Uh, well, I, Io Shirai, Tony Song. Yeah, that's, um, I was watching, and I actually, before we, I don't know if it was at the start or before we recorded, I actually got very confused between um, clips I've been watching and yes. segments and then the previous week. And I watched that clip of Tony Storm when she absolutely arses Io Shirai in the head three times and picks up the belt. Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see who I see who are taking home that now. So yeah, it's going to be good." That's the thing; it's it's almost hard to call, like. But um, I I would like to see the passing of the belt now, just yeah. because it could set up a, a few more matches. And plus, like the likes of Io Shirai, you know, she's going to get a rematch anyway. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or if she and, gets called up or whatever, it's still. Still good. If we if we have to use the, the my tired old fucking catchphrase here, who needs the belt? Yeah, literally. Tony, Tony Storm could do with it. Yeah, she could definitely absolutely. do with it. Have that whole Amazonist fucking warrior Wonder Woman thing going on there. Let her just keep doing what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. I'd be all for it. So absolutely. that triple threat match for the Women's Championship, uh, Io, Io Shiroi, Tony Storm, and uh, Mercedes Martinez. And then yeah. the main event, then Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne, which is going to be just which is going to be a barn stormer, oh, especially absolutely. after their last fucking altercation as well. Like so, true, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to this pay per view. To be honest, do you reckon we'll get any involvement from Dawn's lads and 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 the fucking the undisputed era, maybe undisputed era at all? Um, I don't. I hope we don't. I'm I gonna, hope we I'm don't. Say, yeah, I as like a purist yeah. kind of, I just want to see yeah. a legit wrestling match. That's it. But um, if it has to yeah. happen send both of the lads down right so that they fucking clobber each other in a double clothesline type of thing ref knock down maybe yeah. and if you're gonna send lads out have them intercept one another start yeah. a, start uh, uh, or restart if you want to say restart a feud between yeah. them outside the ring and have them all have have them all brawl and then someone jump up on the rope and fucking and take them all out or whatever exactly, and then yeah. let the match continue let them just fuck off yeah uh, or lie down yeah and um and again with a lot of this a lot of the matches on this card, the only match actually that I really want to pick a winner would be I want Kushida to win the belt, the North America Championship off yeah. Gargano. But everything else, I honestly I wouldn't be upset if whoever won. Do you know what I mean? Like if Mercedes Martinez rocked out with women's championship and Pete Dunne rocked out with the world title, wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Because they've put the in hard, that shift. The hardest one, I think, and it's not the call from like a, a storytelling perspective, but the hardest one for me to decide on is actually Balor versus Dunn. Because yeah. I want Dunn to get his time, but I can't. There's nothing stopping the inside of my head going, let me balance, but keep, keep it on Balor. You know, yeah, like, yeah. just because fucking love how, like, this is such a, about bastard heel anti-heroes, you know? Like, yeah. fucking can't go wrong with either of them. For the, for the women's match, I, 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 I wouldn't, as long as the belt changes hands. I, yeah. I don't think Yoshua needs to keep the belt right now. I think no. this is time to elevate with our stars. 
if Gargano keeps the NA belt, I actually will be a little bit annoyed. I'll be yeah. kind of like, ah, bollocks. What was yeah. the point? Because um, you have the early payoff now to keep the intrigue. If you do this whole thing of, oh, he loses and is he an underdog? And then he has to get another shot. He's going to you know, wait three months and then get another. Like, there's no one else in the position at the minute. Gargano doesn't need a belt. Just get, get it onto Kashida, pull the trigger now. Um, every other match, I'm happy with either. Like yeah. you said, be good, be good. It'll be good wrestling. That's all exactly. Yeah, it's just going to be a, a night of good wrestling. And yeah. um, one thing I'm excited for as well in terms of the North American belt. Say, for example, like I had this thing in my head earlier. If Kashida beats Gargano, right? And then Gargano's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, like, I, I, I'm going to exact my rematch, I suppose. I just have a weird feeling that Austin Terry might be like, oh, well, I had a pretty good showing against him. Can I have a go first? And then Gargano will be like, yeah, do you know what? No water. And then he'll do it. And then to be a bit of jealousy there or animosity between the two. And then yeah. there's, there's the whole Dexter Loomis thing as well. So you could end up getting yeah. a four-way around WrestleMania time. I, I, what I think will happen is we will get the belt change hands. Whatever the next match is, we'll get some type of distraction or interruption, but not in the bullshit raw continue to feud way, more in a disruption to the feud where, like you said, you'll have Gargano be like, oh, I didn't think you'd get the job done. Or you'll have Terry be like, oh, you needed my help. And then they'll have that crack and then they'll, and we'll get some class singles action between them. Because Kushida can, Kushida can go on to fight whoever for now and you can have those interruption feuds. Like, I'm waiting on them to do it on Raw with Orton and The Fiend and the fact that we haven't gotten it yet and they just recycled Orton back into other fields is actually really bugging me because we what we want and what we're getting are two different things. Whereas, what we want can be one of three things. And as long as Kushida gets the belt, then we get we can have anyone to trade him and it's gonna be good. You know that yeah, way that's like true. fucking start main and dessert, it's all gonna be tasty, you know? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, good episode anyway. Pretty solid go yeah. home show. Uh one of the better ones that you could have possibly got, to be honest with you. And yeah, then like, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say still not as strong as last week's, but I don't think it needed to be considering how stacked the actual content was wrestling was. Yeah, true. It's almost like when you watched the NXT when it was only on the WWE Network there. It used to be live on that a few, a few about a year ago. And what they used mm. to do is they'd record, like it wasn't live, so they'd just record, say, four weeks worth of telly. Yeah. And you'd see someone some weeks, someone the next week, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. it was almost reminiscent of that. But as you said, yeah, it didn't need to be, a fo- like a, a, it didn't need to knock it out of the park, really. Yeah. It was already set up, half of it was set up last week with the likes of, say, the Triple Threat women's match and the Balor and Dunn match and then this week was just finishing off the, the build to the pay-per-view with the tag team matches yeah. and the North American thing so like usually when you say something is good enough it's it's typically insulting but that was good enough and it was like fulfilling like it was yeah it was exactly it was, what it needed to be yeah and it makes, me so, it makes me excited to watch on Sunday and I don't know how many main show pay-per-views I've missed but I won't be missing this Sunday like yeah literally yeah um, so, so yeah that was overall yeah we're both pretty happy with the show um, we're both <laughs> looking very much forward to uh, Vengeance Day now on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, yeah so I'm pumped you're pumped I'm sure Daryl yeah. is um, so yeah so what we'll do is we'll cut it off here then and because yeah because yeah, there's no point in talking about more about the pay-per-view because we may as well watch it see what happens what unfolds and then we'll chat about that on Monday anyway yeah, and um, we'll digest that shit and fucking spew it all up for everyone's ear, ear pleasures. Yeah. So, yes. um, yeah, so we'll wrap it up here then. Um, before we go, we yeah. just want to say thanks very much for listening. Once again, follow us on the socials, Discus Larry yeah. Collective on Instagram, 
the Discasaria on Twitter. And then you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Acast. Give us a follow if you like what we're doing. Um, send us a message. Give us some criticism if you if you don't. Exactly. Fucking yeah. Throw the, throw the feedback right into my mouth and then what you will get out of my mouth is what you want to hear and not what you don't like. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, make sure free. the daily dose of DLC is the one you enjoy. Yeah, doesn't cost chance. No, but um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're doing this for free. Yeah. Do you know that? <laughs> I have a nine to five job. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> all but, the time. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, we'll leave it there then. So yeah. hopefully, you are looking forward to Vengeance Day as much as we are. And then we'll be back here on Saturday morning. It'll probably be me and Daryl doing the SmackDown uh, review recap kind of job and then after that then we have the vengeance day review and recap on monday so until next time then we'll call call it a day and we'll call you later yeah thanks for listening all right cheers appreciate it see you later